What's up, Hawklings? Today, for you, we have the relentless, the fearless, the talented artist by the name of William Black on the show today. What an intro. Thank you oh. so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so, we're going to talk about your new album, Pieces. We're going to talk about the tour coming up. Uh, first huge headline tour for you. Um, super excited for that. Um, we're gonna get to hear some of the motivations behind the album, uh, some how it felt to work with some of the artists again that you previously worked with, or new ones on the album, and just a bunch of random other crap. So yeah, let's get it going. Um, as always, I'm Tony. It says it like right there. <laughs> yeah, right, right at the bottom here. I hate pointing <laughs> at these things. Yeah, you point one way, it goes the other. Um, what's up? I'm Sean. I thought Tony was gonna call me passionate in that intro, but uh, <laughs> uh the passionate Sean. The passionate, uh, the passion of the Sean. The passion yeah. of the Sean. Um, so Sean, you want to kick it off, or you want me to? Do? Sure. All right. So you have your pieces album, and you have a tour coming up. It's very exciting yes, time. Um. Let's go with the tour first, because sure. that's upcoming. Mm -hmm. How are you planning for it? What's going on? Ooh, well, that's a ton of planning, actually. More than I've ever had to do, because I'm, I don't think I've even said this yet, but I'm doing like a live set. And, um, and also, so I'm doing a live set, and then um, the two artists I brought... I'm bringing on support with me. One of them is Fairlane and the other one is Cinema Kid. Um, they are also going to be playing with me during different parts of my set. So Fairlane is going to be playing guitar in one part and then Cinema Kid is going to be playing keys. So it's just a lot more like prep than, a, you know, a, a typical DJ set, which is what I'm used to. So I kind of, but I wanted to, you know, challenge myself and, and do something new. And I just thought with this album and, and, and having them on the tour with me was a good opportunity because they're they're also two of like my best friends um so i just think it's going to be like a really fun experience i don't know i i haven't said anything about that yet so you guys are the first ones to hear it breaking news breaking, yeah. heard it here first heard it here first it's definitely i i just finished the set and it's by far my favorite set i've ever made and that could just be because you know it's got all the new music from the album but um i'm really excited and the new visuals and and all that sort of stuff too so it's gonna be it's gonna be cool now the next time we're gonna see you is on that tour or you, you have shows in between but you're not starting your live stuff until you know the start of the tour <laughs> right um, i'm sorry i had to i had to laugh at it um a Ava, yeah, we're, I'm definitely gonna be. She keeps dropping the toy, so I apologize. I'm gonna be multitasking, throwing the toy for her while while we're doing the interview. Um, it's okay. Yeah, I have I have um, some festivals and a couple dates supporting other artists um, before my tour, but that that set is gonna be um, strictly for the tour. I want to keep it like special and and have it, you know that's where you got to go to, to, to hear it. Cause I feel, I feel like, especially like at a headline show, you know, you can do more and you have more time um, than if you're at a festival and, you know, usually you get like an hour and my set's going to be probably like an hour 15 or an hour 20 minutes, something like that. Hmm. Nice. And so uh, what kind of live aspects are you going to be using like drum pad or piano or, yeah, so I'm gonna have a drum pad and um, this like MIDI keyboard um, that I'll be like sampling on and stuff. Um, that's what I'm gonna be doing. And then so, and then Cinema Kid's gonna be on keys, and then Fairlane's gonna be on guitar. So nice. it's gonna it's gonna be pretty cool. I saw Fairlane uh, shred the guitar when you guys played Broken in Denver, and nice. so that was fire. So if we get yeah, more of yeah. that, I'm game absolutely yeah he's a super talented guy 
Yeah. Okay. And he's just like having fun up there. Like he mm -hmm. is, it's like that dude has not a worry in the world when he's up there. It's wild. Yeah. He's great. He's, yeah. he's got a really good like stage presence and he's definitely having a ton of fun up there for sure. That's awesome. And obviously you're incorporating songs from your album, uh, mm -hmm. which came out a couple months ago now. Um, right. November, right? Yes. Yeah. November 5th. Awesome. So can you tell us a little, like any stories of how it came together? Do you have any songs that stick out to you? Yeah. I mean, um, it was interesting because I wrote the whole album during, you know, like the pandemic sort of like lockdown. Uh, so I was just at home for over a year, not really doing much, not playing shows, not really having that much human interaction. Like, so it was, it was interesting, but I also felt like it was an opportunity for me to like look inward and, and write more music about things I've gone through or, or, or experiences that um, friends have gone through or, or stuff like that. And it was definitely weird because I feel like I definitely um, sort of thrive off of interaction with fans or, or playing shows. And, and so like not having that was kind of strange because I couldn't really test out new songs or see if what was what, but um, I did a bunch of interviews yesterday for EDC Mexico and they kept asking me to pick a favorite song. And I, that's, I can't, cause it's like, I like all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I'll give you three, but I, but even, I mean, they're all, they're all special in like their own way. And um, yeah, I just was really happy that it all came together the way it did. And, and that, you know, I put it out and people really liked it because I'm like, I spent like two years working on this thing. And I'm like, I think, I think we did good. You know, like, no, I was, I was really, really like felt overwhelmed the day. I mean, the whole week of the release, like it just was really awesome to see people relating to it and, and saying it was helping them and, and the, just, they liked it. It was just like, I was like, all right, it was all worth it. All the days and years of writing these songs and going crazy. So. Yeah. Especially yeah. when, you know, when you're spending all those days and weeks and months during the pandemic, like alone or just, you know, with your people you live with or whatever. Right. Definitely starts to the like loneliness and isolation starts to creep in. And so it's sure. like, for artists like you, you write a lot of emotionally charged pieces, you know, these things are going to hit close to home. And mm -hmm. so it's nice to see these things that, you know, you reflected on and put on paper alone. So many other people relate to. So right. I thought yeah. that the album had like a really great like evolution from pages, like pages felt super, I want to say super raw, but like, it just felt like you had like a clear message to tell. Whereas with pieces, I felt like different pieces of it told different things. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I don't know if that's like just my interpretation or it was your idea um, behind it, but that's how I, how it came across for me, but I, I dug it. Well, I appreciate that. No, I, I think, you know, it's sometimes I, I don't, cause I feel like a lot of times I'll explain what the songs mean to me. Uh, when I release them. Um, but I like, I like that people can have their own experience with it. And I don't want like some person to feel like they have to feel a certain way about it. I want them to be able to relate to it in the way that they relate to it. Um, but the way you explained it is pretty spot on. <laughs> so that was, yeah, I, I felt like I just kind of wanted to, yeah, literally just share different pieces of things I've gone through and, and compile them and um, try to tell a story through that. Awesome. Um, was there any hard parts about, I know you said you made this kind of during the pandemic, um, like the very like early 2020, mm -hmm. you know, was there any hard parts about it when you're trying to make it or was there any easy, like, any songs that were easy to make like you clicked on with someone right off the bat yeah i mean it's always like depends on the track you know what i mean some i think the hardest 
part of it was like not being able to get in the room with singers and songwriters. I was doing a lot of Zoom sessions. Um, and that was interesting. Um, but some of them, some of them came together pretty fast and then others not so much. I feel like it was just, I think the hardest part for me was getting the, like the album being done and then just having to wait to put it out, you know, because I was like, I didn't get to tour pages. I had a whole tour planned, but it would, you know, the pandemic happened and, um, so I didn't get to tour it and I was like, I am not going to not tour this album. So I was like, mm -hmm. I have to wait and put it out like when I can tour it because it, I feel like it's such an important part of an album is, is hearing the songs live. And, and so I feel like that was honestly the hardest part it was like knowing that I had a bunch of music, but not being able to release it. And I slowly started trickling it out and put out probably more singles than I normally would have. Like I've put out quite a few, but at the same time I was like, I just want, I want people <laughs> to hear these songs. So, so what if some of them come, you know, half of them come out early and, and then the rest of the album. And that was another thing is I didn't want like, it's hard. I feel like a lot of times artists like, put out all the like strong or like pop leaning songs as mm -hmm. singles and then uh, put the album out and then you know maybe it's not as exciting I, I felt like I wanted to save a lot of of my favorite tracks for the album that way when it comes out like it's not just a bunch of album filler tracks or something it's like you could tell that all the ones on the album were, were special as well yeah and it's understandable that you when you you want to put the songs out as singles those feature songs that mean more to you and you know some artists do well put out those like those pop hits mm -hmm. first and you know get get the excitement going for the album and when you told us that um you know Keep keep it within yourself. Like you, whatever you think is the right mm -hmm. songs to put out first, put them out. I mean, right? Yeah, I I I hundred percent agree. I just um, think like, uh, yeah, and and during the pandemic, obviously we had the live streams, and you, mm -hmm. you couldn't really reflect off chat saying, <laughs> right? Yeah, let's go, Willie Black, like. You know, when you're doing your live EDC thing or mm -hmm. the room service, like, you know, you can look at it later, but still it's like, it's not, it's not human. It feels, right. it feels different than it is, you know. Those, I, I will say though, those live streams for me were really cool because, I mean, it was different for one. And like, sometimes they would be like recorded. I mean, most of the time, I think there was only a couple that were actually live, like, you record them and then, and then, um, you know, they go up or whatever. And, and so I was actually watching my set live while everybody else w was watching it when it came out. And so I could see people reacting and I'm like, normally when I'm playing the set, I don't get to like hear what people are thinking while, like, while it's happening. And it was kind of cool yeah. to see like, Oh wow. Like they really like this part or, or, you know, whatever starts like, trending in the chat it was like pretty funny I, I just like i don't know I, I got a kick out of it i thought it was really cool and we didn't have any anything else so it was like everybody was like oh what's the live stream like that's and all of twitter was like watching it <laughs> which is pretty cool and I, I feel like i made a, a lot of new fans and, and because because like nobody was everybody was watching it was pretty cool yeah that's an awesome point of view, the way to think of it, that, you know, you're in there with the fans, you're thinking mm -hmm. along with them, how is this set? Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. you see when people are like, ID, 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 and you're <laughs> like, I dropped that song like seven years ago, like <laughs> fake fans, what the fuck? Fake I'm like, what song is this? I'm like, it's my song. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, unreleased, is... and you're like, nah. <laughs> it's been, no, out, it's for been out for a while, but that's okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the live stream whole landscape was 
it turned out to be super cool. Like, I mean, we get to see like Pascal and like weird outfits, like acting all goofy mm-hmm. to people. And like, we get yeah. to see like full screen visuals, like overlaid the DJ, like just, you know, okay. a lot of new things that we get to check out. Um, it was cool. So, I mean, yeah, yeah no, sorry to cut you off, but like it was, I did the, the like um, Beyond Wonderland virtual Ravathon. Mm-hmm. and that was like the first insomniac thing i ever did like i had never played one of their festivals before i just got to do the um the raveathon um and i grew up going to insomniac festivals like in high school and like so like i remember one of my like best friends who i used to go to raves with back in the day like texted me and he was like, dude, you're playing like a private show for Pasquale right now. Like, that's crazy. I'm like, I know it's so trippy. It's just like me and him. And he's just dancing. I'm like, this is interesting. Only, he's singing along only, to your songs and you're like, what? Uh, you're like, this is 2020 for you. But it was really cool. I was like really stoked about all that. That's super cool. We love full circles here. Like that mm-hmm. is like what i'm what i'm all about <laughs> yeah um, slap yeah. <laughs> by the way so yeah. i want to start to kind of throw it back and uh start talking about some things further past um beyond wonderland Ravathon and the pandemic mm-hmm. uh so i want to go back and you have a bunch of super cool remixes from earlier when you started um a lot of producers do do you have like a favorite one that you think about? Like you're like, oh, like I really like was ahead of my time in that one. Or is there one where you're like, this has not aged well at all? Um, oh man, I did a lot of remixes. I I don't want to like pick one that like is my favorite, but I feel like the first I did a I did like a bootleg remix. Or there was a remix competition for Flux Pavilion and Matthew Cummins' song Emotional. And I did it. I entered and I put it up on SoundCloud and I didn't win, but um, Gareth Emery played it in his like podcast. And I'm like, I come from like the trance. I was a big trance kid and he was one of my favorite DJs. And so that was like, I was so stoked. I had no artist supporting my music then. And then from that, he asked me to remix one of the songs off of his album. Um, And that remix did really well. And I felt like I started kind of picking up some steam after that. So it's interesting how like one thing led to, led to another. Um, But I feel like doing those remixes was fun because, um, you know, it's like emotional and like vocal driven music. When you're first starting out, I think it can be really hard to get in touch and also work with like established and good songwriters. So you want to write these cool epic songs, but maybe you don't have the capacity to have like a vocal that can complement that. Um, so doing <clears throat> doing remixes is really good because you can just put your vibe on, on a song that's already out and sort of start uh, growing a fan base. And then from there, the more you grow, the easier it's going to be for you to like work with songwriters and singers. Mm-hmm. And like working through the stems to um, like, a, uh, I guess through Flux Pavilion song, you know, how was it like t- tinkering with like you, I mean, I guess in remix competitions, I don't know this personally, but you know, mm-hmm. you'll you'll work through the stems of the song. Yeah. You know, I know emotional goes like, and you're emotional, and then it drops out. Right. You know, how how is how is it working through stems that you know you like probably drums or uh, mm-hmm. other synths that you've never heard of? How is re, how do you retool that? and make it your own um it depends i mean on that remix i just kept the chord progression and the vocal and then i kind of um messed with the vocal chop that he had but it it was cool i mean i feel like even still like i'll get stems or something and i'll just kind of listen through to see like 
what an artist did and and learn from that even just be like oh that's really cool like i wouldn't have thought to do that with the drums or whatever it may be but um i feel like a lot of times in remixes especially recently i just like use the vocal and then i that's it you know um it's a i think it's like a case-by-case basis yeah that makes sense and so when you did uh those remixes like was yeah. that six years ago or longer than that i don't know it's something like it's like five to seven i think probably Sounds... i want to say it was 2016. okay so it's been like five years or six i think years. that's when that song came out and yeah. so did you feel like when you were making those remixes, did you feel like confident in your ability to make those? Or were you like kind of on the fence? <laughs> I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. I'm kind of just like messing around and somehow I made something cool. I think that emotional remix was the first track I made where I was like, this actually sounds pretty good. And I still had like a, a like, doubts in my mind about it because it just comes with being an artist so i was like is this good blah blah blah. and then i sent it to my friend and he was like this is good put it out like and i was like okay and even still like it's a six years old and i listened to it like not that long ago and i was like i made worse music after this song you know what i mean like it didn't like that one was great and then i felt like i made some some things that like weren't as cool um so I don't know. It's pretty trippy. Like I, I can like see that as like the turning point in like my career as a musician, which is which is dope. Because I was always such a big fan of of Fuck's Pavilion too. Yeah, shout out to that friend for just like texting you back yeah. and like not leaving any shadow of a doubt and just being like, right. "Do it, dude." Well, that's fucking. Uh, oh shoot, should I not curse? No, you're all good. Okay, it's a uh, cinema kid. So he used to go oh, by. Cool. Um, he used to go by Virtue, um, and he had a he, Seven Lines remix, I think. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's my best friend, and so oh. he's hasn't been doing an artist project for a few years, but now he's starting a new one. But yeah, he, him, and I have been working on music together for like, gosh, like eight, nine years or something. Like We're crazy. not getting old. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, oh, it's been like five years that we we met at Icon Collective in 2013, oh, nice. um, and we just, yeah. But so, he he helps me on my music, and like we just share ideas back and forth. It's really nice to have like those people you can be like, all right, what do you think? Be honest with me. What should I do? And they're like, do this or whatever. And so it's hard. It's it's nice. To, it's like if you're just just in your like echo chamber you can have a lot of self-doubt definitely um so i know i brought up seven lions myself but i wanted to i have a question about seven lions so there's an interview you did with to write love on her arms a couple of years ago or three years ago i guess at this point um and you talked about hearing seven lions uh for one of like your first electronic songs i wanted to know if you remember like what song that was yeah that was definitely because i was always like really like i was saying i was really into trance and he was the first artist i heard who like mixed dubstep and trance and i was like this is epic and it was (laughs) his remix of above and beyond Um, you got to go it was either that one or he did two i forgot what the other one was but i think it was you gotta go you gotta go. Is, is it for a lot of people? I think. Yeah, that one. Millennium played it at Trilogy, and it was great. Yeah, I remember that. That was cool. That was even cool for me. I was like, I don't think I've, I don't think I ever heard Seven Lions play it live. So, That's what I, I turned to my friend. Yeah. Just like I'm like, oh, he's like, what is it? And I'm like, the Seven Lions song I've never heard before live. Yeah, it's so it's so good. I've never seen Seven Lions before, except. <laughs> Except, um, what, what's their trio? The trance trio that they Abraxas. do? Abraxas. That I've seen Abraxas at Electric Forest, <laughs> and I've never seen Seven Lions. So, <laughs> it's but, okay. Yeah. Oh, the other okay. one, you'll you'll get to see him. Yeah. One day, I'll see. The him. other one was uh, on my way to heaven. That's the other 
remix he did. I, I feel like I found those too. And um, yeah, those are great songs. Even still, they sound great. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a legend. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Big tattooed, long haired Jeff. We love that man. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. No, enough about Jeff. We're on to William Black here. Um, I want to ask, you know, with the album, you have a lot of vocalists. How do you, how do you find, what's the process of finding a vo- the right vocalist for your songs? Um, I mean, it depends on the song for sure, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's as simple as like, uh, a songwriter or a singer reaching out and sending me a vocal and I, I believe can relate to it or whatever. And I just started from, I take the vocal and I, I ride around it. Um, or I'm in the studio or in a session with a, a singer and then we write it together or, um, not so much anymore. I don't really do like the writing the instrumental and then trying to get vocals on it. I feel like it, it's easier when you're in the room together. Uh, but mm. I don't think I have like a like a set in stone way to go about that. I think it just kind of happens naturally. So it's just like yeah. a process of like whatever you find in your what like your song creation and you like would you just like plug in a vocal see if that works. I mean, there's obviously different ways people sing, but. <clears throat> no, I mean, usually I'll write just like a chord progression and then mm. um, we'll kind of just keep that on loop and then start writing lyrics about whatever we want it to be about. Um, that way it's kind of, I, I, f- I find it's hard to try to like write vocals to an already finished instrumental. And it just sometimes doesn't feel as natural. Yeah, uh, that's understandable. Um, At least for me, maybe it works for some people, but it's it's tougher for me because I, I, it's hard for me to just write music with no vocals. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's as much. Uh, it's not as exciting for me anymore. I mean, they're they're just. Uh, I think when I discovered like dubstep music first i was just i was like huh it's just robot noises let me see if there's any people singing over these robot noises and then i like discovered skrillex and then sure <laughs> i mean yeah it it come it comes like you you would never hear a melodic like um vocalist over a tune 10 years ago but now you would so well, yeah I, yeah no maybe 20 years but yeah let's call it 20. who's counting yeah i mean yeah there's some i felt like i always tend tended to lean to the like more pretty melodic tracks even in dubstep or or whatever just and don't get me wrong like i went to tons of excision shows when i was growing up but i still really and it's funny because i listen listen back to like old music i used to like and still like but i was like oh i always like the more melodic like vocal driven stuff i like just like the catchy melodies and it's just pretty and euphoric i don't know because there's a lot of people doing that Mm -hmm. i felt like especially when dubstep first started it was a lot more like melodic yeah um yeah I i would say so We've a lot, we listened to a lot of trap back in the day in 2016 yeah. high school days, just remixes all day. <laughs> yeah, Seven yeah. Lions is to trance kids as R.L. Grime is to hip hop kids. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I got one or uh, one question about a song off of Pages, and Pages. Okay. You can pass on it if you want, but. Sure. I want to know how come I've never seen you play Dying Day live. Is that something that you like decided on? Like I'm not playing it live or. Oh, no. Um, I mean, I was going to play it on the pages tour, but to just be like a hundred percent honest, 
it's not an easy song to fit in my set and I can never like find a way to fit it in my set where it sounded good. That's gotcha. about, I don't think I've ever played it live. That's Maybe what I was going to say. I, my roommate was like, do you have any questions? And he's like, ask him why we haven't heard him play dying day out of like the last eight times we've seen him. Oh, <laughs> and sorry. he was, and he was, I mean, no, it's all good. I mean, it's your, it's your set. It's your choice, man. Uh, but For those who want to know, now you know. Yeah. There's a couple of songs like that. I mean, I played, uh, I have an older song called Hallucinate that I think I played one time or twice, maybe. And people are always giving me crap about not playing it. But it's another one where it's just like, it's just hard to fit in my set because it's, it's, you know just a little bit slower than what I usually play. And there's no good way to transition into it. But I figured out how to get every song from my new album into the set and it sounded good. So nice. I will well, not be, we'll, we'll have to check not that be, out. Uh, yeah. Should be good. Um, oh, you, you got it, Tony. I'm pointing right. this way now. So. <laughs> I got to point towards the door to point towards you. So we'll pivot from electronic music and William Black's right. pieces and we'll throw it back to even possibly before the trans and excision days. And so I want to talk about like Blink-182 and Sum 41 and Linkin Park. Sure. And I want to know if you have any like, did you ever see them live or who showed you them or favorite song or album? Yeah. Um, and I love all those bands. Um, my my friend Tito in first or second grade showed me Lincoln Park and I was like man what is this and I I like went home and I couldn't remember the name and my sister's friend like burned me their CD which was Hybrid Theory which is still one of my favorite albums of all time um yeah, I feel like I heard Lincoln or I, I heard Blink One Eighty Two on the radio. Like on, I grew up in Southern California. We had a radio station called K Rock, and they would just play like rock and pop punk and stuff. And I found them and some Forty One there, and then I would buy their CDs and just listen to them on repeat. Like just I listened the whole album and then started over and listen to it again and. I mean, even still, like I listen to those bands. I, I saw Linkin Park in 2008 or 2009. Um, and I actually saw Sum 41 not that long ago. They did like a, a tour of um, one of their albums. It was either just, it's, they have an album called Does This Look Infected? And they have another album called All Killer, No Filler. Is that what it's called? I don't know. What a but name they did for a, a song. Yeah, that's. I think I know that's a, one of their albums or songs. I can't remember which which it was, but I went and saw it, and it was awesome. It was at the Will Turn here in LA, and I was like, man, I never got to see them, and they were just playing all these songs that um, I loved as a kid and still love, and they still sound great, you know. And they're they're they got to be Coming in like their forties. Yeah, it's Jesus. sad. Yeah. I mean, uh, were you were you excited when the uh, when we were young lineup dropped though? Oh yeah, there was a group chat that was <laughs> sprung very quickly in the morning between me, Millennium, Set the Sky, and Dab, and like, are we going to this? And we were like, yeah, let's make it happen, and we'll see what happens. If it happens, I don't know. Well, that'll be cool. Do you guys ever get to like? get back and like hang around each other like everyone together anymore or is everyone oh, yeah. kind of super busy i mean it just depends like the davin's on tour right now but like I, you know we all hang out when when we can which i mean i live literally right down the street from trevor and davin like a two minute walk so i i see them all the time which is pretty dope that's so nice. you're all so you're all gonna hold hands to bring me the horizon, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I just can't believe like they they decided to put you know a whole lineup of throwback pop punk and like you have some names you still recognize today, um, 
I'm looking at the lineup right now. I I've seen some of these names in in like the past five years like mm-hmm. skyrocket too, but like Jesus, how like how do you, how do you get like how do you touch the hearts of so many people? <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's funny because <clears throat> like I can see the demographic of people who are gonna be at that show and it's just like late twenties, early thirties kids who are still sad. Wow. I just want to go listen to <laughs> Still sad. Well, um, what was was it? Warp Tour? Yeah. Have you ever been to Warp Tour? I never went to Warp Tour, which oh, I, yeah. I'm pretty bummed about because I think I would have had a great time. But I feel like I didn't have that many friends growing up who like the same kind of music as me, so I didn't really have anybody to go to, go with. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but. But in high school, I, I had a lot of friends who wanted to go to raves, so I got to go do that. Tony, have you been to Warp Tour? I went to Warp Tour one or two times with my cousin, and I just remember there being so many people, and we were like fourteen or fifteen, and she went crowd surfing and like got lost. She was like one of those girls that would like wouldn't even be like drunk or anything like never even drank alcohol at that point probably and she still like get lost and like not know where she was or like not be able to like meet back up at the meetup spot um so that's all i like really remember i don't remember like even who played like i think blink 182 was there and like that's all i remember sick they oh uh, did they i don't know if they're still going but no. they, they're not going okay because i don't I'm just... think so i think they did something where they like did like for warp tour like reimagined or something for like one event but i could be wrong 25 years wow. their 25 year anniversary yeah yeah sorry i didn't mean to <laughs> i was just like looking up this stuff i'm like wow oh no you're good i'm the same way i was like oh i have to know now yeah when that was um yeah so next question you got a lot of tattoos you got a lot of a lot of area to cover um is there a special tattoo or what was the first tattoo uh my first tattoo i got was i got a eighth note on my ankle because i liked liked music when i was like 16 and thought it'd be cool to get that um I feel like the most meaningful one I have, I have, I have a couple sort of like, um, memorial tattoos, um, one for my grandma and one for, uh, my friend Alex. And then, um, another one for my friend Lizzie that, you know, are all like pretty special to me and especially the one for my grandma just because she was like really inspirational person. And I felt like I learned a lot from her. Um, so yeah, but I definitely, definitely have a lot of tattoos that have no meaning. And I just think they look cool. And that's is what it is. Yeah. What's the most recent one? Um, I got my hand tattooed like three weeks ago. It's like a, a dragon. If you could see it. That's sort of. Oh wow! That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I really, I really love it. Nice. Where do you go? Uh, this guy named John here in Denver. John. He's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> we love our four-letter his, names. His his, he, his Instagram is J A W N T O N. He's got awesome, awesome work. He does really cool tattoos. Yeah. Let me just fly out to him real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's worth uh, it. I bet. I've seen. I've. I followed this tattoo guy out in Salt Lake City, Winnie the J. Roo. I don't know if you guys have heard him, but he, he just like makes TikToks of his tattoos. They look amazing. Like they're like ultra realistic tattoos. Um. Uh oh. There we go. We almost lost you for a second. Um. Gears well. I can't hear you guys at all. You can't hear us? Uh-oh. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Uh Uh-oh. Well, dad called me and he screwed the whole thing up. 
Oh, oh, it's all good. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, we'll keep this in. We'll we'll probably rank some fruit while we're while you're gone. <laughs> um, but now we um, oh, there we go. Back to two. Oh, it's time to break out the fruit. Break break out the fruit. Hold on, give me one second. We're breaking out the fruit. Sharing screen. Where it's all it? good. Where William it? Black will be back. We didn't scare him off, hopefully. No, we, we definitely did. Um, bringing out the fruit. Give me one second with this. Bring out the fruit. There we go. Sorry, guys. Can you uh, hear we're, us? We're just bringing out the fruit right now. Yeah, yeah. It's your time to shine, Will. It's your time to shine. We're, we gonna, we're just going to rank fruit real quick because we were gonna, we thought you were gone, but uh, you're back now. I'm back. But, yeah, uh, my dad called me, and then I couldn't hear anything after that. It's okay. Earpods. Can, oh, can you see this? I can. Okay. <laughs> so we got we got green uh, everything from green apples to white currants. Um, I'll, I'll list them off for you, and then I'll drop it in into the tiers S, A, B, C, D, or I've never had this. What's an S? S? S is, is like pop, supreme. Oh, like you yeah. love. It's like League of Legends terminology. Yeah, and D, D right. is like the fruit you do not want. So I'll list them off. Uh, green apple. Uh, let's go B. Okay. Uh, red apple. You throw it in there. Let's be. Okay. Okay. Oh, we got equal apple. All apples are created equal. All apples are created <laughs> equal. We'll we'll see when we get to the grapes. Uh, sorry. Apricots. Uh. Put that in D. I'm not a big apricot apricot guy. Avocado. Oh, you gotta put that in S, dude. Come on. S here. Wow. Banana. Uh, S. I love bananas. Blackberry. Eh. C. C. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, black urant. Never had that. Never had that. Yeah. I, I've never heard of it. Me neither. <laughs> uh, blueberries. Um, look at that C. Wow, sorry guys. <laughs> we got we got a blueberry hater. Oh, big blueberry uh, guy. Oh, cantaloupe. Uh you can put that at D. Yes. Yes. Ew, boo. Garbage fruit. <laughs> coconut. Bad melons. Uh coconut. See, I guess. Oh, big coconut guy, but man. Uh cherry. Cherry could put a B. Cranberries. Cranberries, do put the those a D. Oh, D. wow! No Yikes. love for the cranberry. I don't. I don't mind cranberries. Uh, dates. Dates. Ooh. D. D. Is there something lower than D? <laughs> I've never been on a date. Uh, dragon fruit. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten dragon fruit. Really? Yeah. They have. Uh, they have them at grocery stores, but they cost like five dollars. Um, Jeez. Uh, durian. Never had it. I don't know what that is. Fig. D. Agreed. Uh, gooseberry. Never had a gooseberry. <laughs> is that? Yeah, real? these are some. These are some weird fruits. How many fruits are there? There's, uh, <laughs> is this all of them? This is probably Every all fruit. the fruits ever. Um, I don't know. Uh, grapefruit. Uh, I'm not a big grapefruit guy, so I could put those at D. Red grapes. Red grapes are put those at A. Ooh. I love grapes. Uh, white grapes <laughs> or green what grapes. All grapes are the same for me. But grapes are better than apples, apparently. Uh, yeah, kiwis. Kiwi. It's the explosion it. of flavor. You could put a kiwi at C. Kiwi at C. Yeah. Uh, lemon. Well, here's the thing: is I don't eat lemons, but no, I put we lemon don't. On a lot of things, so I'm gonna actually put lemon at, at B because it's it's good, but it, can't eat lemon on its own. Uh, same thing with lime. I put lime at C, though. I don't really like limes too Ooh. much. Not a big lime guy over here. No lime with the tacos. Uh, lychee. I don't think we've ever. I've ever heard of this. 
Um, I've had lychee flavored things, but I've never had like a straight up lychee. Hmm. So, never had it. Mango. Mango. Put those up at a mango time. <laughs> uh, nectarine. Those can also go to a. Okay. I... Same with same with orange. Put orange up, up in a. What about uh papaya? Uh, yeah, but does it see that passion fruit is next? Passion fruit. Um, I don't know if I've ever eaten passion fruit. Hmm. Have you had passion fruit juice? Yeah, passion fruit juice is great. All right, does that count? Yeah, I mean, you could still. It's like it's not the fruit. Let's put it. Let's put it B. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's A. We'll put passion B. fruit. Um, peach. 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 Peach put it A, because here's the thing, is you can get a really good peach, but it's hit or miss. And if you get a bad peach... You're not going to try another peach for a while. It's true. Is that next one pear? Pear. Put that at S. I'm a big pear guy. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Pears are yeah. dang. Big so here's pear. The, I don't know, my grandma always gave me pears when I was a kid, and they were always perfect, and they just became like one of my favorite fruits. That that's awesome. They're so, so what good. are the chances that we have pages, pieces, and like <laughs> pears? Pear and pears? No. Nah, come the, on. The the next album will not be a, a P name. We're not pushing P. No, we're, we're not, not pushing, pushing P. P. We're not pushing P. <laughs> Damn it! Damn, just I for now. Pushing, I guess I've been pushing P before Gunna. So <laughs> we may we may not be pushing P, but are we pushing Persimmon? Oh uh, no. No, sorry. Uh, have you ever had it? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not big on those. Pineapple, though. Pineapple, you better put it S. Yeah, that, that's that's a premier fruit right there. Uh, plum, plum are also S. S. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I might be weird when it comes. I'm weird when it comes to food in general, though. So, I, no, it's that's okay. just the way it is. I hate no. beans. So, I hate beans too. Let's go. What? No, and I work. I no, no, no! You don't understand. It's like a, it's like a inside joke with all my friends. How much I hate beans! Like they'll just buy me beans for no reason, like a can of beans, and put it in my backpack. I hate them. You show up, someone changed your rider, just like all beans. Well, here's what happened. One time, I ordered a burrito from a taco truck. My friend ordered a burrito first, and I said, "I'll get the same thing, just no beans." Yeah. And he goes. But it's not the same thing. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Just give me the burrito. <laughs> and we get back to his apartment. And it all the only thing in my burrito was beans. It was oh just my beans God, and a tortilla. No and even that guy was in on it. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I would not. I would, I would start throwing pants because the, the texture of beans Can't are, do the worst, are the worst. Oh uh, I, lo- I love talking shit about beans. Me too. I can't eat them. All right. It's been a great episode. Thanks for <laughs> hopping in, man. Tony. Beans. <laughs> Beans. No. All right. Uh, let's move on. We got a couple more. Pomegranate. Pomegranate. Uh, D. D? Uh, yeah. I would agree. Pomelo. Never heard of it. Yeah. I never heard of it. Never had it. Raspberry. Raspberry, you could put it A. I like raspberries, but. Uh, like the black currants, red currants. Never heard of it. Yep, never heard of it either. Starfruit. Really Starfruit. I've never, brands. never had. I never had. I've heard of it. Uh, thank I've you, heard of to, it. thank you, the Kingdom Hearts. I've heard Is of it. Strawberries. Yeah. Strawberries. Yes. S. <laughs> S immediately. I agree. Uh, tangerine. tangerine. S. Awesome. I mean, he's, isn't pairing it Water- with the <laughs> nectarines or oranges. Watermelon is S. Honeydew. Uh, D. Yep. Uh, I'm putting it next to cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Screw um, melons. Asian pear. I mean, I don't. Oh, I have had those. S. Okay. I don't know if they shout they look like an pear. shout out to all the pears. But they they look like <laughs> apples. Have you guys never seen that? Uh, uh rick ross interview yep shout out, <laughs> shout out, out, the all, pair. Shout out all the pairs that's like the og vine days i know that's like 
that's me right there. <laughs> He's like, I mean, I mean, pears and shit. Shout out all the pears. I'm that's quoting. like on the same level of like, uh, it's just Mountain Dew, baby, or just Mountain Dew. I don't know. If I've seen that one. I feel that's, like no, it's Sean White when he does the interview and the. He's talking about getting drinks on the airplane from the stewardesses, and the, uh, the interview on ABC is like, "What, oh, Sean? You're yeah. 17. You can't have drinks." And he's like, "We're talking about Mountain Dew, baby." <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Uh, all right, we're close to the end here, and then we'll continue Guava? the podcast. Guava. Uh, C. C. Blood orange. Mm. I mean, I. I I had a blood orange soda yesterday. Let's put that at B. No. Custard apple. Never what? heard of it. That's I have That's never. That apple. look. That looks illegal. Yeah, it does. Uh, ground cherry. Never heard of this. Apple. Never heard of it. Um, kumquat. Eh. I'll put those at C. Yep. Mulberry. Never heard of it. I I understand you. Uh, Raisins, I never heard of this either. (laughs) Raisins, you could put at D. Yeah, I'll put these shriveled up grapes right there. Uh, Jackfruit. Uh, See, I had a jackfruit pasta one time. That was really good. Jackfruit on pizza is pretty good, too. No. No? No. You're gone. You're done. All right, You're that's done the here. end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's been a great time talking to you guys. Uh, four left. Uh, Mangosteen. Never heard of it. it sounds I'm like making up half of these. I I feel like these are made up fruits at this point. That's uh, a band. This I don't know. Rambutan. That's a band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. No, it's buck cherry. <laughs> sour buck cherry. Mulberry. Uh, I never heard of a sour cherry. I guess there is Mulberry Mountain. And I guess that white, one's real. White Curant. I'll, I'll put this with black and red Curant because you never heard it. Everybody, there is a Mul- Mulberry Street Pizza in Los Angeles is my favorite there pizza is. place. Huh. But there's but not that's a Curant. just the name of the street. There's not a Curant Pizza. Curant Street Pizza? No. No. Mm-hmm. Well, Make this clothes. is William Black's uh, list of fruits. Um, read it and weep. Read it and weep. <laughs> This probably will be on Reddit somewhere. Uh, <laughs> this guy likes pears. All you dirty melon lovers, get out! Uh, all right, that that's enough of the the fruit. Let's let's move on to the podcast. All right. Um, so, what's your favorite vegetable? Uh, <laughs> We're not gonna do that next episode. <laughs> next episode. Um. All right. So. We've seen you play and catch uh, with that cute little golden retriever behind you. So, yeah. what is her name? When'd you get her? How long have you had her? Her name is Ava, and I got her when she was eight weeks old, and she is almost five years old. And uh, she's awesome. She's currently whining at me. She's been whining at me for the last, the whole time we were doing the fruit thing. I think she might have to go to the bathroom. Um, so, but she's great, uh, here, Ava, come on, let's say hi. Hi, Ava. It's a real star. What are you doing? Look, say hi to the people. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, let's go. You said she's, uh, five years old? Yeah, she's, well, not quite. She's four, but she'll be five in May. Um, but yeah, I've had her, her, her whole life and she definitely, Brings a lot of joy to mine. Oh. And there's never a dull moment. She's pretty smart, and I feel like a little bit too smart because she likes to pretend that she's dumb, but she knows better. She loves the snow and running around playing, retrieving tennis balls as golden retrievers do. She's very much into retrieving. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's she's awesome. She's the first dog I've ever had. I didn't have any dogs growing up. Um, so been a learning experience but also like especially during the like lockdown it was nice to have a buddy Hmm. with me at all times i was having a lot of conversations with her about like a crazy person 
You're like, does this sound good? And she's like, yeah. She's like, shit. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I don't care, dude. Give me some food. Um, I would, like, I had a golden, I, have, I had two golden retrievers, and obviously last year they died, but. Oh, I'm um, sorry, man. Yeah, it's okay. It, it, you know, it's life, but like when me and my brother were growing up, we would, um, we would like have voices for them, like speak. Um, one of them was Mattingly after Don Mattingly, and we would just say, "And Don Mattingly hit a home run!" Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And like, uh, it, I miss my dog so much, but it, it's yeah. seriously like having having a furry buddy, like mm-hmm. in the same home as you. It's it's life changing, and it's it really it, is. If you're a child, if you're an adult, you know, it it means a lot to people. Right. Yeah, I mean, and golden retrievers are like the best at cuddling. So they just love you want cuddling. To or not. All right, exactly. She thinks and that in case they leave and you start to forget about them, you just look down and half of them still there. It's unfortunate <laughs> that I like to wear a lot of black clothes because yeah. they're oh. in, in blonde hair. I lint rolled this shirt two times before we started recording. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the shedding those dogs do is uncomparable. And, uh, you know, there's worse dogs, uh, huskies. Yeah. <laughs> well, while we, while we were talking about this, I realized I was playing with a, a ball of hair <laughs> oh my on my desk. <laughs> so, Keep it everywhere. with you always. I'm going to blur yeah. that out when we uh, post this. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I'll think about it. Probably won't. <laughs> All right. Um, are you? Do, I mean, we don't know. If we do know this yet, but are you going to get a tattoo uh, with your dog, like or like a memorial of your dog? Oh, I think I'll probably get one while she's still alive. I have an idea that I want to do. Um, yeah, I want to get like definitely something for her because oh. she's important to me. Yeah, I love that her in the corner. Yeah, I love when uh, you got your logo to have her next to you. That was just great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, the little kid needed uh, needed a little Ava with him. Mm -hmm. You know what? We'll put uh, Ava in the podcast right now. Add the fourth speaker. Okay, do it. (laughs) Add some thoughts. She needs to go to the bathroom. Apparently, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna, let's. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go on the road. Oh, we're going on whining. the road we're now. We're going on she's the road. Whining at me, and I think. Uh, Watch her talk she's... on the road with William Black. Yeah. If you're on your phone right now, whoever's listening, you know, and you're going outside and listening to this, you can. You'll probably see. Well, you probably saw William Black walk his dog outside. <laughs> um. So while you are walking your dog outside, I want to ask uh, one question about your fashion. Sure. Uh, is there a reason why you like to wear striped shirts? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like the way I look in them, to be honest. And I just kept accumulating more and more striped shirts. And it just kind of became my thing. I feel like I'm the, the, the striped shirt guy now. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good answer for you on that. Are you ever gonna? <laughs> release, I just don't really like that. Are you ever gonna release merch with like striped shirts? Like be like, yeah, I, had, I was wearing one when oh, I. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, I, I made one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has like an eye in the middle. Mm-hmm. That was one of my logo. favorite favorite designs we did. Um, yeah, I like it. That one was really cool. Tony, but I'll probably make more. Oh, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll Tony, be on. Why aren't you wear- Tony, why aren't you wearing the yeah, shirt? Yeah, why aren't you wearing I yours? I thought it would be too, like, on the nose. Unbelievable. I mean, I had the other, I had one that just said, like, William Black Fan Club at first. No, you did. <laughs> oh, um, but, so, as we uh, come to the end of the show, I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions and then we'll ask you our parting question and then we'll wrap it up. So, okay. Uh, more of a rapid uh, format. 
what do you think is like the craziest crowd reaction or transition or drop or whatever live where you play you did something and you just saw like people throwing up in the crowd and stuff but like in a good way um i don't know it's hard to pick like one moment but there were definitely some all right ava we're going back inside um there were definitely some moments i mean there's been a lot of different moments but I feel like the ones that kind of stuck out to me were when I was on tour with um, Millennium for the Ascend tour. A, a few of those shows were just absolutely insane. And and one of them was in Montreal. I never played there before. I had heard it. It was, it was a crazy crowd. And, you know, I was opening um, that whole tour. And so, you know, sometimes there would be a decent amount of people, sometimes there wouldn't. And I went out there and there was just, it was just packed already. And I came on stage and I guarantee you that 90% of people out there had no idea who I was, but the screams that came just from me starting to play music was, I was just smiling the whole time. It was wild. It was really crazy. That was Place Bell, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know about that place. I, it was I, pretty cool. Um, who did I see up there? I don't remember uh, who I saw when I was in, in school up there, but you know, it Montreal, you know, they may speak a different language than us. They, right. You know, they they know a lot about electronic music and they, they'll show out for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. Actually, just today it got announced, but I'm playing in Montreal with uh, Slander and like March, so that'll be fun. It's at it's at M Telus. Uh, M M T. I I can't pronounce that. I've never been to there. You know, I live along the border between you know Vermont guy over here. Mm-hmm. I would know, but I've heard of M Tel uh, M T L V S. I don't know what's actually called, but uh, mm-hmm. that's that's cool though. You know, uh, if Canada does whatever it, the border wants to open, uh, I will make my way up there. There you go. Yeah, that was definitely one of the, the crazier shows. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, uh, next question is, Sean, do you want it or do you want me to do it? Uh, which question are we talking about? You can do it, though. All right. So, this will be our parting question, actually. Oh, um, okay. So. <laughs> Wait, you asked it last time. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, Okay, so you're on an island, and instead uh-huh. of only bringing three things with you, you have like an iPod, and you can only have three live sets or albums or songs or mixes. What would your three be? Um, God, that's a hard question. Three mixes I can pick? Three different yeah. artists? Three mixes, any genre, any era. Albums. Um... Probably Bob Marley and Nothing Nowhere and Love and Beyond. That's what I'm going with. Eclectic. Yeah, good, good choice. I feel like if I'm on an island, I want to just relax and have some Bob Marley. Well, That's if you're if you're on an island, you probably won't find any uh, curants on there or any custard apples, but you yeah. can find some pineapples. Probably not... some, and maybe some coconuts as well. <laughs> coconuts, nah, probably oh. not some cantaloupe. Cantaloupes, the you know, D D tier, you can't have it. All right, <laughs> no more fruit. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> well, some good answers. Um, it was a blast having you on, man. Um, Thank you for having me love pages love pieces love all you do um hopefully catch you on tour um everyone listening should go buy tickets to the tour especially if you're in montreal so you can go scream for william black i will with opening for slander um but super pumped you have a headlining tour man um i know this has been a while coming i remember talking to you at lost lands like in that middle state the middle rail area in like 2019 mm-hmm. pages had just come out and you were like so stoked to go tour it 
right. like all the stuff and I know that it seems like maybe the universe was working against you, but I'm glad that you took it in stride and you toughed it out. Yeah, I appreciate that. I was just like, you know, if I can't do this one, we're going to do the next one and that's okay. Sometimes, I mean, you never have control over anything and you just got to kind of roll with the punches. Yeah, sometimes good things fall apart. You just oh, got to hope that it's the William Black remix. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ending well, this. <laughs> um, that was nice. Um, yeah, but appreciate you, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Is there yeah, anything for me. Uh, that you want to leave the people with? Um, no, just uh, come to my tour and and thank you for everybody. Thank you to everybody who supports me and um, yeah, I'm excited to show you guys what. I've got planned for the for the shows and um it's gonna be fun you got some big stops ahead of you so good luck good luck on everything on the tour don't throw any fruit at our mans on the tour i mean unless it's a pair unless it's a pair you know you know what i'm not surprised they did not list tomato on that even though it's a fruit yeah that's a debate for another day (laughs) yeah i don't know about that yeah, I wasn't going to say anything about the avocado, but it does have a seed, so it's like... I mean, you have raisins on here. What the... <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. All right. Well, we'll keep talking about fruit. Um, <laughs> you guys go back to the beginning and restart the episode, because I'm sure you missed something. Um, but we'd like to thank William Black for coming on the show and his team for connecting with us. And um, just another banger episode. Uh Yeah. This has been Electric Talk with the William Black. I'm Tony. And I'm Sean. Bye. We're signing off. Bye, guys.